1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, hey, hey.
0: Hey, baby. What's
1: going on, people?
0: You're my my quarantine lover.
1: We are quarantine lovers. That's yes, right. we are. Yeah.
0: That's Two what we in. are.
1: We quarantined the second week of March.
0: We quarantined pretty uh, quick. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like the I think it was like this it was the day before St. Patrick's Day. It was the sixteenth when I when I closed the clinic. Oh,
0: when you closed the clinic, but we had already started.
1: You had been quarantined like because not, that's what you do.
0: That's what I do for my work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in quarantine. Yeah, so as a business, we so. hope
1: all of you people are staying happy and healthy. Yes, we certainly do. um, Yeah. Hopefully this brings you a little bit of joy today.
0: Absolutely. So I've done a couple of shows recently that have been just around how difficult and trying these times are for so many people. And this episode is no different. I'm going to be talking about how to win at life when shit really hits the fan. Because I think right now we're in this place of kind of acclimating to this new normal. Yeah. And freaking out about funds not being available or trying to pivot in our businesses or in parent-teacher stuff, like trying yeah. to teach your kids. And so there's so much stuff that has been really trying and really unprecedented that totally. I kind of felt like you I've done pods before on dealing with hardship or I've done pods before about being optimistic, but I haven't really done one during something like this, where yeah. we're all feeling the effects of it, it's not just one state; it's the entire fucking world.
1: Right, the entire world, I mean, for the most part.
0: And it, and yeah, and I can't even go down that path about, you know third world countries being hit and what that's going to be like and all of that. It's crazy. It's crazy. So anywho, we're going to be talking about that today. And uh, I'm going to reference a bunch of other pods we've done in the last probably four weeks that I think will also be extremely helpful for you. But as you know, we've got to lighten up the Mm. the airwaves right now. That's right.
1: With a little segment that we like to call... Would you rather? And today's would you rather is?
0: <laughs> I love that you have that cadence every week.
1: <laughs> would you rather laugh when you should cry and cry when you should laugh or not be able to do either ever?
0: Oh, for sure. The first one. For yeah. For sure.
1: You think you could just explain it like I just laugh when I cry or I just cry when I laugh. When I should laugh or you could explain it, right?
0: Well, I also feel like I'm already such a sensitive being that, you know, like people know me as a crier already. Right. So if, if, <laughs> if, and you have to think about it, if something's funny and you're laughing or you're going to laugh, well, I guess you have to think about this though. Like, does it then, how does it affect your emotions?
1: Mm, I, you know, that's a good question.
0: Because you know how we've talked about like body posture, how it's really hard to feel really optimistic if you're in a hunched posture. Right. Well, I think about like if you're actually crying, like that guttural pit of the stomach feeling crying yeah. when something was funny, do you switch emotions?
1: Right. Well, that's the that's the thing is the not being able to do either is lack of emotion. And the laugh when you cry, cry when you laugh is confusion of emotion. That's kind of the dilemma, right?
0: Yeah. So, but to never do either one ever again is just not an option for I me. don't
1: think so either. Um, although, I feel like laughing and crying are both very medicinal. Yes. They're very therapeutic. Yes. In many ways. They're a way for us to release. Yeah. So you're still getting the release if you're laughing when you cry or when you cry when you laugh, even though they're right. – Kind of the opposite of emotion in a lot of ways,
0: because I think you know. Obviously, we take this way too seriously. But if <laughs> if you don't do either, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to manifest so much fucking disease in your oh, body, yeah, right? Because oh, you can't, yeah. you're not processing anything.
1: You will be the hunchback of Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> but the, Notre
1: Dame, however you say it.
0: Notre Dame.
1: <laughs>
0: the hunchback, though. Why would they get a hunchback?
1: Because that's where all their emotions built up in that <laughs> hunch.
0: that's not okay it's a thing is it yeah
1: i just made it a thing it's trending
0: (laughs) you don't know what that even means so don't i sure do (laughs) (laughs) i can't take it when you do that
1: so i'm gonna choose the first yeah the first laugh when you cry cry when you laugh
0: but i also think like, like if you're at a
1: funeral and you're crying but you're laughing. You're just it's like very laughing. disruptive.
0: And and is it also based off of the intensity that you feel? So if you're if you would normally ball your eyes out crying, are you laughing equally as hysterically? Yes. So you're. I could be at a
1: comedy club and the person's really funny. You're bawling. You're bawling your head off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or if you're at the funeral, you're like dying, dying laughing. laughing.
1: <laughs> that would be so disruptive.
0: Be so awkward. Right. Oh my gosh. It you, would. Yeah.
1: It, it would be very disruptive. I mean, people would. Definitely have a reaction towards you.
0: Yeah. And they would probably think in those cases that you were just morbidly disrespectful. Right. And that would be really tough. But
1: Morbidly disrespectful is perfect words for that scenario.
0: Okay. So we would love to know what you would rather. We talk about this every Monday over in our After Hours community. After Hours. And this is our Facebook group. <laughs> and it's just such a great positive corner of the internet. Please come hang out with us. You can find us over at thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That that link will route you all the way up into the club with us over in our corner of Facebook. And it's just an amazing group of people. I run a very tight ship so nobody's selling bullshit stuff and like trying yeah. to – It we stay really focused on what's been going on and what – Tools and, and strategies that people might need. We do a warm fuzzy Wednesday. I do additional trainings on Thursdays called Q and Slay where you can get your questions answered. So every
1: day of the week you got something
0: going. There's something going. New <laughs> Friends Friday. I know yeah, I mean Yeah. <laughs> so you definitely want to come hang out, the slash club, and that link will also be in the show notes. Okay, so let's talk about how to win at life when shit hits the fan.
1: Okay, let's okay. do it.
0: So number one is not going to be a shocker. How's that? Give yourself the permission to uh, grieve. Oh,
1: yeah. That is Amy's go.
0: That is my go-to. And it's, you don't want to develop a hunchback, you guys. You definitely don't.
1: <laughs> so express your emotions properly and you won't get a hunchback.
0: Which I, ha- I kind of have one. So I need to really <laughs> watch it. Maybe I'm not emoting enough. I just
1: meant on one side, you know, like Quasimodo.
0: Oh, like a, I thought it was – did he have it only on one side?
1: I don't know. And maybe it
0: totally doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Ever
1: getting getting uh, lost in the details here
0: already, and we're only on number one. <laughs> Give yourself the permission to <laughs> grieve. You don't want to get a hunchback. So I did just a few weeks ago a two part series on grief. I highly, highly suggest that you have a listen to that. I recorded those prior to the national emergency being established, prior to a lot of the shelter in place. Mandates that have been in various counties and states, but it's very, very applicable to the processing of emotions place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've really had to go through that yourself, just closing your clinic and, yeah. you know, your Spartan race got canceled. Losing
1: my, just everything, my whole, my, my usual day to day schedule.
0: That's right. Gone. And in in those two pods, I talk about ways in which grief shows up for us. And then the second one is all about ways that you can cope. So there'll be even more additional ideas for you in those two episodes. So we'll definitely link to those in the show notes. But what's really fascinating about grief, because we think of grief as being super dramatic, and it's really only if somebody dies. Yeah. And that's not the case. In fact, the grief recovery method – talks about how the definition of grief as they have come to define it is any change in behavior or pattern mm-hmm. any change in behavior or pattern and right now we all have that yeah and we have it in a multitude of areas it's not like we just changed jobs or our kids just changed schools or we just changed our financial mm-hmm. well-being or we changed it's not all one part of, of the pie;
1: it. it's the whole pie
0: it's the whole pie right. all at one time and so listen to me y'all It can't be drank away. It can't be Netflixed away. It can't be worked away. You absolutely have to feel those feelings. Mm -hmm. And those particular pods will give you a ton of ideas about how. Like, what does that really look like? Okay, I get that, Amy, but what if I've always shut down my emotions? Mm -hmm. What if my way to cope has been to drink or it has been to overwork or overparent? That will give you a ton of different different ideas. So check that out. Those are good podcasts. I, I thought so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, give <laughs> toot yourself toot. the permission to... Uh, oh, is I'm that sure. the arrogance horn? <laughs> <laughs> is that the ego horn? <laughs> yes, that's the ego horn. So, okay, if I if I am not tooting my own ego horn, you need to sound it off so that I know. <laughs> toot, toot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the horny ego. <laughs> wow.
1: Hashtag horn ego.
0: Okay. Get no, it turned to people. N- stop. <laughs> Number 2. Okay, now this this has a caveat. Take the no complaint challenge or put your complaints in a container. So here's why I mean this has a caveat. Taking the idea of not complaining is a great idea, right? Unless you are forcing yourself to feel something you're not feeling. So most of the time, What grief is going to look like is having spurts of anger, spurts of depression, spurts of sadness, but you want your overall arching well-being to be kind of cloaked in positivity or optimism. Right. So when I say take the no complaint challenge, I'm saying if that serves you, if you've gotten to the point where you have emoted already so much, you have processed so much, you've cried so much, you've been angry so much, you've, you know, done all of that processing, then now now it's the time to take action into the the place you want to reside. Right. Because it's so incredibly important that we don't shut off those emotions, but we also have to realize when they've been purged so that we don't become an angry person Mm. or a sad person. Right. Right, and that's or a glib
1: person, right, right,
0: or a skeptical person, or where you're always seeing the negative sides of things, or cynical, yeah, cynical. Perfect, perfect example. So what I mean by putting your complaints in a container, this is something that I do with my best friend. And it is such a fucking hippie, life coachy, evolved thing to do, but it will save your life. And it's, it's been really helpful in our marriage. And it's been really acknowledging what's happening for us and putting sort of a time limit on it. So for example, there would be times when you would come home and you'd be so exhausted from giving, 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 giving all day. And
1: yeah. this could
0: certainly apply to you if you are on the front lines in any way. You know, dealing with, you know, the medical staff or grocery store workers, people who are, you know, post office, whatever, people who are still out there. Yeah. And you are spent and then you come home and your family wants more of you. You might have to say, in order to preserve your sanity and your emotions, you might have to say, you know what? I really, really want to be there for you right now. I have to be so honest. I am at my limit. Yeah. I... I need 30 minutes. That's important. I need an hour. I need some downtime. I need to be by myself. I need silence. I know that was the case for me when I worked retail. And now that I work at home, I realize just how introverted I am. But so much of the time, I would drive home in complete and utter silence because I just couldn't be with that. So when I say put your complaints in a container, my bestie and I will will message each other and just say, "Okay, I need to <laughs> tell you all the things I'm mad at." Let me and I just need to get it out. Mm. And and so it'll be reserved to that, that one message. And then we usually will call ourselves out and say, okay, I'm going to get this out. And then I'm going to focus on what I can do, or I'm going to focus on the solution or I'm nice. going to change my attitude. But I, it's like an expulsion. I need to expel this, get it out of my system. Just like rotten food that you ate, you know, and you're, you're trying not to throw up. You're trying not to throw <laughs> up. But every time you guys, you throw it up, you feel a shit ton better. Right. So sometimes you just need to throw up your complaints And then move on to healthy food, right?
1: That's a great analogy. All
0: right. So number two, take the no complaint challenge or put your complaints in a container, depending on where you're at in the grief process. Number three, choose your perspective and name it. Hmm. So this was something that we learned when I was in coaching school many moons ago (laughs) in my day, in the old days of coaching. And it's almost like however you are viewing your current situation so let's say you've you've lost your job during this time it is totally fucking shitty and it's racked with nervousness and it's racked with anxiety and fear And you get to choose how you look at this situation. And I really think because of grief, you have to move through the anger phase. You have to move through the depression and sadness phase. But you eventually need to get to a place where you can choose a powerful perspective. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you could operate very much in a victim perspective. Whereas, like, woe is me. And then when you're in a victim perspective, you start looking for evidence to support that. Like, well, of course, that person isn't going to wish me happy birthday. Well, of course, I'm not going to get any type of funding for my new project. Well, of course, I'm not going to get any interviews. And you start feeding into that victim mentality. Yeah. The deal is, with the glass being half full or half empty, it's the same motherfucking glass. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Same water.
0: It's the same. Or a whiskey. (laughs) 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 It's the same glass. So... All the perspective has to do with it is how you choose to look at your current situation. So I am not saying for one goddamn second that what you're going through is not legitimate hardship or isn't really trying or taxing or anxiety-ridden or just horrendous. But we have seen examples of people who survived the Holocaust Absolutely, and yeah. chose to have a different perspective about life. Yeah, we or have the d- seen pe- the Great Depression or right. any, any of those I've challenges that are videos of of homeless people who were given the opportunity to steal something, and uh, they chose to do the, the humanitarian thing. I just watched a video about this on Facebook yesterday, so we, you can literally be on the streets. And choose a powerful perspective. Yeah. You can literally be fighting for your fucking life. God forbid we get there. Right. Uh, Like people did in the Holocaust. And still choose a powerful perspective. So do not mistake me. Right now that I am saying that what that that's easy in any way. And again, I need to underline that it's likely that you have to go through the pissed off phase and the sad phase before you can get to a place where you can even think about viewing yourself in a positive light. Yeah. But I'll give you an example from my own life. When I was 28, this was in 07, my father passed away. Obviously, you know that.
1: I do. And I do know that.
0: And <laughs> I remember being at a place in my life where I thought, okay, I, I can choose this perspective right now. And I, I watched him die in front of me. And that scenario, I could have designed the perspective of here's what my life is like, sort of the umbrella or the blanket statement of my life. That's kind of the perspective is what I mean. I could have gone into victim mode. He was so young. He was only in his fifties. Why? Why me? Why him? This is awful. How am I going to go through this? He's not going to be able to participate in weddings for my brothers. You know, my poor mom. My what was us? Like, I could have really gone down that path, but I knew in that moment that I had that decision to make. Fortunately, because I had already studied, you know, perspectives Uh and stuff, Mm -hmm. and I decided, okay, I am going to look at this, at this chapter, this instance in my life through the lens of gratitude and i and i did and that was my perspective that did not mean that it hurt less
1: right it just meant
0: that i wasn't piling on another shitty ass emotion i was (laughs) allowing myself to feel what i felt i grieved hardcore but i was still also grateful yeah And that, my friends, is called dichotomous emotion. It's where you feel two opposing things at the exact same time. So you can be anxious-ridden and grateful. Yeah. You can be really scared and grateful Mm -hmm. and compassionate, right? Like we can still have capacity for more than one emotion. So I started taking stock of all of the things that I was grateful for and allowed the room for the pain.
1: Boy, that is... So sophisticated.
0: It that's, is. It's
1: definitely a, a a muscle that needs worked.
0: And I don't necessarily think that that's something that everybody's going to grasp right away or yeah. be like, yeah, I'm, I'm on that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like I mentioned, it really depends on where you're at with your grief. Yeah. And that's why the emotion piece is so incredibly important. But – A couple of things that you might want to think about. I'm not saying to create a perspective. It's almost like a stamp or a label for this chapter of your life. Like, what would you want to name this? Like a mantra
1: or a word or something like that. Right.
0: Like a theme. Do you want to label it like the woe is me or the um, all is lost or there's no hope Mm -hmm. or the, or do you want it to be the Phoenix Rising perspective or the, you know, the, the Superwoman perspective? You know, there can be... The
1: Corona persona. (laughs) Uh,
0: The fuck-rona perspective. Yeah, you could... (laughs) I can't with you sometimes. Oh, my gosh. You can and you will.
1: You will. Especially because we're stuck in this house together. That's right. You will.
0: That's right. Oh, there's... Also that, that everyone's dealing with is (laughs) like, there are people in my life who are around me all the fucking time. They never go (laughs) away. Exactly. (laughs) So, all right. So number one, give yourself the permission to grieve. Number two, put your complaints in a container or take the no complaint challenge. Number three, choose your perspective and name it. Give it a name. How are you going to view this part? And that does not mean, like I said, with my dad scenario, it doesn't mean I'm not going to feel really bummed out. Yeah. But I sure as fuck I'm not going to look at it as though I'm a victim. All right? Number four, check in with your future self. This is a really great sort of uh, future tripping or time travel sort of exercise that you can do. And it's basically where we examine the meta view of our life versus the micro view. Okay. So I actually do a whole visualization and meditation hypnosis-wise with my students in Deep Down and Dirty.
1: What's he done and dirty? What is, this, I, what is this triple D you speak of? That
0: you speak of. And I love how your <laughs> face is always like, you're trying to be serious. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not? No. Okay. Uh, I'm so glad you asked about Deep Down and Dirty. That is my, the one and only program that I teach. I got really serious about this a few years ago where I didn't want to do small programs anymore. I didn't want to do just a couple of coaching sessions. I only wanted to work in massive transformation. That so is
1: so your style too.
0: It is. I'm like, no. I'm not fucking around anymore. We're going to go deep and we're going to get dirty. But on the other side, you're going to come out truly believing in your own value, believing that you're enough, knowing how to speak up for yourself, loving the person that you see in the mirror. So a lot of times people who come through deep down and dirty, their main thing, kind of the through line that I see with a lot of the students is this idea that I'm not enough. That no matter how much I achieve or how much I try to people please and make everybody else fucking happy – Or how many degrees I get or, you know, all of that, that I am still not enough. I'm not valuable. I'm not lovable. So if that is you and you know that you are riddled with self-doubt and you are constantly getting in your own way, I would highly encourage you to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That workshop has a – it's an online masterclass for you, but it will really pinpoint if you are up against the things that Deep Down and Dirty rectifies. And I talk a lot about like the five major shifts that you have to make in order to get to that place cool. where you've let go of perfectionism and people-pleasing and self-doubt and actually believe in your own self. Sure. Believe sure. in your goddamn self. <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a process for sure.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And so that's why Deep Down and Dirty spans over almost four months. Right. It's the only way I work with people. I work with a very small group of people. And um, so your first step, if you're interested, is go to com slash workshop. Have a watch through that.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh wrong part. <laughs> but have
0: have a pen and paper because you're going to take lots of notes. I talk about the conscious mind versus subconscious mind, why you can listen to a podcast a week after week and still not change a damn thing about your life. There's a reason mm-hmm, behind that, cognitively, mm-hmm. what's happening in our mind. So – Anywho, go check that out. But I digress. Check in with your future self. This is number four. So kind of a quick little journaling exercise you can do is write a letter from your 80-year-old self to your present-day self about your current situation. Hmm. So if you're struggling – I mean, and this doesn't even have to be the Rona. This could be – This could be a divorce that you're going through. This could be uh, a diagnosis issue that's different than the the Rona. This could be dealing with an empty nest. You could be going through a ton of different things. No matter what, there is a version of you in the future that has survived it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that version of you likely has some wisdom and that version of you is deep within you, but we're usually so focused on the micro view of like, how am I going to pay my bills? Or what am I going to do about this homeschooling thing? Or, oh my God, what if my m- mom gets sick? or what? A-? You know, we're so stuck in that micro view that we can't see like in the grand scheme of Amy Smith's life, here's what I want to tell you about 2020. Here's what I want to tell you about that ridiculously tough chapter in history. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be shit and glitter, but it can be helpful in crafting that perspective. So you might even, by doing that journaling exercise, you might get a perfect perspective to observe kind of your day in and day out life. You know how we were saying, choose a perspective. Yeah, yeah. You might get that, a a nice download Mm -hmm. from your uh, future self.
1: All right. It's a great way to kind of project you through it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that if you have survived it, it means that you're, where you are now is not as
0: – Limitless. <laughs>
1: not as uh, dire as you think it is. Right. Right.
0: Everything's always dire in the moment. Right. And I think about – I think back to times when you and I got laid off at the exact same time <sighs> and when oh, yeah. we had – one of our cars got impounded and we just left it. And then the other car like blew Blew up up on the the freeway.
1: freeway. (laughs) Like
0: literally fire on the freeway. And just the shit that we have gone through, you breaking your arm in 2014 could have been a complete career ender. Yeah. Having your mom come to live with us, dealing with her passing, dealing with my dad's passing. Like so many things we've gone through some really, really dark times. And It has been through processes like this of going, okay, you, you know, here's what you need to know about this process and how much strength you're going to gain. But we can't think about that when we're in the moment, you know? So that's why I want you to be hierarchical about the emotions that you're feeling. Like, for instance, for you having time off, you know, closing your clinic. Right. You needed a couple of weeks to just be down in the motherfucking dumps. It wasn't yeah. time to channel your future self. Right. Right? So you- I tried
1: to. I tried to go after it right when, I, right when it all happened and I was at home and I, was, it, I just didn't have the...
0: You were forcing it.
1: Yeah, I was forcing it. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the tools that I'd like to share is yeah. just like we were talking about all the hardships that we've been through, think about that as your 80-year-old self. Because some people are like, well, I don't know what my 80-year-old self would think. Think about something that you have gone through and how you got through it and tell that person that was on the other side of that.
0: Right. like and almost you can like kind of
1: reverse engineer a little bit.
0: Like you're, like for for us, maybe what our 40-year-old self would tell our 20-year-old exactly. self. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right, right. Exactly. So it's
1: a great tool if you're having trouble figuring out what would my 80-year-old self say. It's, it's a way to kind of give it perspective, give it a, a place. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Great. Great idea. And – yeah. So take take some pen to paper. I'm assuming that there's a lot of you that have a little bit more time now yeah. that you're not commuting or not dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. And and here's the the other thing that's really tough right now is is you're responsible for your healing. Very true. Period. You know, no matter how shitty mom was, no matter how shitty dad was, no matter how shitty the economy is, or <laughs> our government, or Rona. You know, no matter how (laughs) shitty all of that stuff is, we are responsible to take care of ourselves, you know, our mental health. And and that involves – this is a great dovetail into number five – not trying to be a motherfucking hero and actually reaching out for the support that you need. There is not a shortage right now of personal development experts, therapists, counselors, Mm -hmm. uh, clergy out there doing a lot of pro bono work, having a lot of freebies on their website, free groups that you can participate in. Six feet apart. Yeah. That's what I mean. (laughs) Online, (laughs) virtually. And that's another great thing. We now have, uh, I believe, BetterHelp is one that's like online therapists Mm -hmm. that I think you can even text with them. Where you're just like, I'm having a shit ass day. You know, I'm feeling like th- there is no hope and I need, I need somebody else on the other side. Yeah. Right? So taking that responsibility and refraining from isolation. Now, being somebody who tends towards the isolation already, mm-hmm. that's my go-to. And so I have to kind of tell them myself and I have to tell my best friends, this is my go-to. I hide out. So if you don't – if I go dark and you don't hear from me for a couple of days, ask me how I am. Make me answer you. Send me texts like you better answer this bitch. Like tell <laughs> – you know. Yeah. Um And fortunately, you know me well enough to be like you know my certain behaviors. You know what I start to do. Yeah. But that's a way to call in your allies. And that's number five, being able to reach out for help. You do not have to go at it alone. And there is nothing fucking noble about going at it alone. Okay. True. there's you true. You aren't a hero for that. You don't get fucking points. You are going to get a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> but its I'm serious. Dis-ease. When you are not at ease, when you are not dealing with your emotions – Your emotional feelings that are not dealt with become physical feelings. Absolutely. That's why when you are stressed out, you get a cold. You know, you come down with something. If you've been burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. If you are squashing massive grief that you need to feel, you sure as fuck can believe that that's going to come up somehow. And sometimes it comes up as addictions. Sometimes it comes up, you know, as... Disease, yeah, a hunchback. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! So look for those opportunities. And in fact, I have I have a freebie that uh, obviously the workshop is completely free that yeah. I mentioned earlier. But I also did a an anxiety and fear specifically around this whole time uh, hypnosis meditation that you can very easily get. Go to the dot slash anxiety, and it's I wanted to do something that would help people anchor into a calm, anchor into a peaceful place, completely free, no strings attached. That's one avenue of you taking ownership and actually reaching out for some help. Yeah. You do not have to go at it alone. Ask your friends, ask family, find support groups, look at at Facebook groups, freebies everywhere. You've you've got resources. Okay,
1: Especially right now. Absolutely. There's definitely things out there like you said no shortage
0: number 6 gratitude identify 5 things each day that are either positive they went well you are grateful for or you appreciate
1: hmm yeah we should be doing that daily anyway right but it's perfect for this
0: situation and, you know it's it could be it could be as dire as I don't know where my next meal is coming from, but I'm so grateful for this, you know, orange that I'm eating. Right. Or I don't know what the future of my company is going to look like, but today I have a shelter over my head and I am so grateful for that. And, And continuing to identify, even if you aren't feeling overtly grateful, look at five things that went well today. Look at five things that could have potentially gone wrong. I could have gotten hit by a car. I could have gotten locked out of my house. I have definitely done that before. (laughs) Um, And I didn't. How cool.
1: Thank God for keypads.
0: So uh, talking about perspectives and stuff, I remember I used to work out with this girl who – she was a part of sort of this fitness community that I was a part of. And she was so great about looking at the bright side. The whole workout community, obviously, you kind of need your legs, right? Well, she broke her ankle. Oh, yeah. And so people would go like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You broke your ankle. You can't work out with us, blah, blah. And she, without fail, every time would go, you you would not even believe how strong my arms are getting, you guys.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And just stayed focused on what was awesome. That's What great. was actually going well. She'd be like, oh, my gosh, my triceps because I've been on these crutches and I've been – even my forearms are stronger. Like, just bless her heart, right? Right. So <clears> – <throat> I saw an awesome quote that said, gratitude turns what you have into enough. I like that. And I know that that right now can feel very easy to say. Yeah. But what I can promise you right now is that there have been people who have been in egregious circumstances and have still chosen gratitude. It is possible. And again, note where you are in the grief cycle. If you're too pissed or too sad, you might not be there yet. Yeah. So it could also be I'm not feeling super grateful, but I'm just going to say things I appreciate. I appreciate Mm. that it's not raining today or I appreciate that it is, you know, beautiful degrees outside or beautiful degrees, beautiful degrees. (laughs) Because I I was going to I was going to say 72 degrees. And then I was like, well, it's beautiful degrees is dependent on where you are. That's right.
1: Beautiful degrees. I like it.
0: I feel like it's beautiful degrees outside right now. It is.
1: I think that's what it says on my app. It's beautiful degrees. Yeah, it's beautiful degrees outside. Yeah,
0: sure enough. Beautiful degrees. (laughs) Because you know Um, when it's not, when it's the devil's weather. That's
1: true. Yeah. Either hot or cold. That's right. Um, Empirical, but still evidence. I had two people about the same age, about the same weight. uh, Both had rheumatoid arthritis.
0: Don't be a rheumatoid
1: don't be a rheumatoid um she one was very pessimistic about the illness one was very optimistic about everything not just the illness but in general yeah and the they were both very similar symptoms like it, it was like you couldn't have put two of the most perfectly yes. matched people together with pe- pessimism and optimism as their main difference yes and the one with the Optimism did so much better with her symptoms.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Her symptoms did so much better because most autoimmunes are induced by stress. Right. Right? So if you're stressed out and pessimistic and your mindset is in a place of of loss and grief. Scarcity. Scarcity. Right. All those things.
0: Constantly.
1: Then it's going to be harder for your body to adjust to the stress levels because all of your... Energy is going towards that pessimism. Right. But if you're in an optimistic place, everything can grow. Everything can uh, heal better because your body isn't having to work so hard on trying to stave back the pessimistic
0: energy. Right, right. Does that make sense? They've done those studies where they show. There are studies for sure you know, like a piece of fruit or something and mm. you write nasty shit on it or you write right. loving shit on it or right. bottles of water.
1: And it knows that language all of a sudden.
0: That which is so mind-boggling right? yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Bottom line is optimism, it really does work, right? Yeah, And I, we did an episode, it was in the 300s, I, I want to say it was 315, called Cultivating Optimism. And there's a ton of other ideas for you in that as well. Yeah. Uh, and that was before the whole, you know, COVID thing. But we'll link to the Cultivating Optimism. And then we'll also link to I did an episode recently. The last two episodes were around dealing with COVID, you know, like ways to keep your shit together during this crazy time. And then last week's episode was uplifting stories, like really great evidence of beautiful humanity yeah,
1: that's, happening that's right really now.
0: Cool. Number six was identify. Five things each day that are positive went well, or that you appreciate. Starting to work on that gratitude. Number seven: focus on what you can do and what you can control. Mm-hmm. This is a slippery fucking slope right now, because we are inundated with news and messaging. Because we are glued to our phones right now. Yeah, we're glued to our phones anyway, and now it's exacerbated because of you know shelter in place right. and. All you see is just this free-for-all of information. Yes. And a lot of it ignites an emotional response. Yeah. So if you listen back to the ew COVID episode.
1: <laughs> Which is a great name for
0: <laughs> Ew COVID. Uh, I talk about one of the things that we can control right now is how inundated we are with things we cannot control. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yes, stay informed. Yes, be aware. But you don't have to be inundated. All right. And then finally, number eight, make a point to connect with things that inspire and uplift you.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: And again, this can be applicable to any type of hardship. It doesn't necessarily have to just be the Rona. The current
1: situation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But here's the deal. If you know that being in nature always puts you in a better mood, then go do it. Get your feet in the grass or in the sand or, you know, have the wind in your hair. Or That's one of the things that we can do right now. Right. All of us. Uh, if creating things, I know for me, like if, if I get myself in a good coloring book or do some macrame or some knitting, like I love me a good project. <laughs> you love a good project around the house. Yes. That's incredibly healing. And it feels like you're in control of something. Yeah. Which is so helpful right now. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's. Exercise. Exercise is a great stress reducer, period. I know there's a lot of people who don't want to hear that, but it really is true. (laughs) It is true. And read and watch stories of inspiration. Watch what you're consuming. So if you are nonstop on the news cycle, of course, you're going to be in a negative perspective. It's, It's horrific out there. Yep. So read and watch things that inspire you, that are Connected to the perspective you want to reside in, like the Phoenix Rising or whatever you're going to name it, and th- the other thing I I wrote down here too was the Anxiety Hypno Download. So that's one oh, way yeah. that that's you been getting
1: can, rave reviews. I hear
0: people have been <laughs> yeah critical <laughs> acclaim.
1: Critical Some acclaim. Some might say critical acclaim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it that felt also really good to me. You know, this is that's such a great point. I feel really good when I'm helping people. Yeah, you know, and I I showed up for my students in a different way. You know, I sh- I did that freebie for everybody, and so giving back in that way made me feel amazing. So there are certain things that you that you already know if you just think about what really does inspire me, what does give me fulfillment in some kind of way. You know, it, can I bust out my guitar or do I want to put together a puzzle or do I need to get out in nature? Do I, should I take my bikes out? So we've been talking about, we got to get the bikes out. So you have things at your disposal. All right. So let's do a quick little recap and don't forget to check all of the links in the show notes because there's going to be tons of additional resources for you. All right, number one, give yourself the permission to grieve. Number two, take the no complaint challenge or put your complaints in a container. Number three, choose your perspective and name it. Decide what this is going to be for the next you know, handful of months, this yeah. chapter in your life. Number four, check in with your future self. Do that journaling prompt that I mentioned. Number five, call in your allies. You do not have to go at this alone. Look for your resources. Look what you uh, what you are able to access. Number six, work on gratitude. Identify five things each day that are positive, went well, or that you appreciate. Number seven, focus on what you can do and what you can control. Number eight, make it a point to connect with things that inspire and uplift you. And avoid the things that don't.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Anything else you wanted to throw into the mix? Hmm. You offered a lot of good stuff.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot to chew on. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Don't forget that two of those resources, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and thejoyjunkie.com slash anxiety. Oh, and thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Yeah. Are all freebies. Yeah. So bunch of resources for you. Come hang out in the After Hours community. And we're all in this together. I mean, we really yeah. are. <laughs> Hopefully
1: we're doing our part by getting this information out to I'm hoping. And, I'm yeah. hoping.
0: But we love you to pieces. We can't thank you enough for tuning in every single week. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Ms. Smith out.